This episode is sponsored by F1 TV Pro. The F1 season is starting up again and there are so many races on the horizon. So many tracks all over the world, so many podiums to try and secure, so much impending anxiety for my beloved Ferrari. We're going to win it this year, right guys? And with F1 TV Pro, you'll never miss a moment. It's completely ad-free and includes live feeds of every practice and qualifying session, F1 sprint events, Grand Prix, and exclusive behind-the-scenes content with driver onboard cameras, team radios and in-depth data. Even better, this year you can completely customise your race weekend around your schedule. With the new mobile-friendly design, you can get all the race action wherever you are in the world and across multiple devices. Whether you're watching on the go, settling in with popcorn to watch live, or you're looking for some more deep-dive content to keep you up to date through the week, F1 TV Pro has got you covered. Sign up today to F1 TV Pro for an unmissable 2024 season. everybody and welcome back to the p1 podcast with matt and tommy don't know why i just did that but I just get. wanted to be different thanks tommy uh today we are going to be reflecting on a legendary part of the p1 podcast and it's the predictions and within that the biggest flop because we we felt like something was happening every time i did a biggest flop it kind of came true in some way. Sometimes I didn't score points, but a lot of the time I did. And in fact, this got me over the line to win against you, Tommy. So we thought it was a good idea, didn't we, to have a have a little look back and see just how many times my biggest flop prediction came true and whether I need to start putting some money where my mouth is. Yeah, it was, it was powerful, particularly at the start of the year. Uh, it became a big old meme. And then there were some, some big old flops from... Uh, your predictions and I still would love to know that without your biggest flop if we just had that segment out I'd have probably won by about 20 points because this is where <laughs> where you you bagged a lot of points um but fair play thank funny. you mate before we get into it uh, we have a five-star review from not a CL fanboy from India uh, and this was picked by Tommy not me just so everyone knows uh, if you want yours to be read out please leave us a five-star review and let us know why you love this podcast when you guys left your previous venture, I felt like a personal loss and I had lost a great set of friends. But ever since you started P1, it feels like I have a new lease of life and things are good again. I listen to every episode almost as soon as it's uploaded and love Matt's enthusiasm and frequent anguish. Can totally relate to that being a CL fan. Thought you weren't a CL, CL fanboy. And Tommy's calm demeanour and ancient, ancient will knowledge. <laughs> ancient Tommy. To be fair. It you was. are 87. Happy to see you guys getting more and more recognition with time and wishing you all the best for the future. P.S. Shout out to Frank and his swagger, the real star of the show. I know. When Frank can finally speak English, we will have him on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, not a CL fanboy. Now, we have gone through it all, especially you, Tommy, to work out what happened to each driver. And then we're going to basically judge how powerful the biggest flop curse was from weekend to weekend so let's start with Bahrain where I went for Esteban Ocon yes so this one you started very strong because Esteban Ocon equaled Maldonado's record of the most penalties in a single race uh, he lined up on his grid box wrong 
which got him a five-second penalty. Then as he came in for his five-second penalty, the mechanic worked on his car too early, which gave him another, uh, sorry, a 10-second penalty. Uh, and then he sped in the pit lane to get another five-second penalty and then retired with a mechanical issue. I think that one came in quite hard. That is... Uh... <laughs> I think that's where it begun, wasn't it? Because you were, you were yeah. like, well, well, you know, why, have we, why have you gone for Ocon for the first race of the season? Just vibes, just feeling in the air that I had. And my goodness gracious me, uh, sorry again, Esteban. That was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he equaled the most amount of penalties ever in one race is, uh, is, is impressive. Uh, and you know, yeah. to be alongside Pastor Maldonado... Is, uh, is is quite the achievement. So, um, yeah, sorry about that, Ocon. And, of course, the biggest flop definitely came in for that one. We then moved to Saudi Arabia, where I went for Logan Sargent. So Logan Sargent spun in Q1, uh, then had his best Q1 time deleted because he went over that pit lane line uh, as he crossed the line. So qualified last, which you could argue uh, is not unusual, um, and then finished 16th. So he, he definitely flopped a bit. I mean, and compared to, to Bahrain, of course, uh, there's definitely some some Matt Powers coming in there. So you, Tommy, with this said it wasn't a flop, which uh, I felt I was slightly robbed. I think I tried to argue half a point because he did spin in Q1, messed up qualifying, finished a lowly 16th. But I think because there were a few other standout floppers... You weren't you weren't willing to budge, which I wasn't happy about. No, and I think now it's edged even better that it was a no because uh, Logan finished twentieth quite a lot and had a lot of lap times deleted. Oh so. well, well you can't do hindsight. You can't be like, well, the sixteenth <laughs> actually is one of his best races of the year. But yes, fair <laughs> enough. I didn't get a point. Yeah. Whatever, don't care. Totally over it. Should have been back to back points. Um, Australia. I went for Sergio Perez. Yes, uh, this one was a good one. He got eliminated in Q1 with a technical issue. Uh, he ran off into the gravel uh, and started from the pit lane. Uh, and then, yeah, he pit on the first lap after a red flag, restarted. He was actually very lucky because he also went off in that restart um, where it went to count back anyway, which kind of saved him a bit. Uh, and he ended up finishing fifth. Uh, it was seventh on the road, but fifth after penalties. Yeah, uh, and this one, you know, he's his teammates won the race. He's had uh, he'd won the you know, last big race, stinker. of course, as well. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. So he was off. This was kind of the Perez of like, oh, he's he's decent. He's you know he's winning. He's won a race. He's he's there. Uh, and then of course finishing fifth in the fastest car. This that and the other. We kind of argue. Well, I definitely argue because I was trying to get a point. Um, he, he would have finished in seventh had it not been uh, for the penalties. So, uh, yeah, I think it was reasonably floppy. But if we look at the whole season, we probably wouldn't have given him a flop. <laughs> flop for fifth. Yeah, he'd have taken it for some of the other races in, in the season. But this is where it came up because uh, I remember, yeah, the reaction of you when he went into the gravel after we'd already had those kind of moments and we're like, oh, my God, you've predicted Perez and he's gone straight into the gravel in Q1. Yeah, I mean, Something the reaction was like I started laughing, but it obviously wasn't laughing because Perez was in the gravel. It was laughing because I'd predicted him flop out of complete vibes. And then it was just a and cut to him again. being in yeah. the gravel. I was like, what is going on? Um, so, yes, that was so, so two from three 
it's a good start, you know? Um, and we now go to Azerbaijan, where I went for Yuki Sonoda. Now, this one hit very quickly because he hit the wall in practice. And I remember we were, you know, we were watching and, and there's a clip actually from Twitch where I'm like, that better not be Sonoda. And it was Sonoda uh, who caused the red flag, but it was only um, only practice. He did get a bit unlucky as well in sprint quality because he crossed, that was when he crossed the line just as a red flag came out and didn't get to do his lap. So we're like, oh my God, you've cursed him. But then in the actual race, uh, he did end up with a point. So we didn't, uh, you know, he kind of recovered from your curse there. It's ridiculous though. It flopped like the, the biggest flop Things curse. Things happened, yeah. Like In every single one of my predictions in the first four races, something bad happened to that driver. So I feel as though, even though, you know, the penalty, uh, sorry, the penalty, the point wasn't given here. I feel as though it was working. It was, it was each week, Ocon, of Weird course, things horrendous. Were happening, yeah. Logan spun in Q1, then had his lap time deleted. Perez, of course, had that stinker. Yuki Tsunoda hit the wall in practice. We, we were like, you know, I'm, I'm two from four now, but I feel as though I'm not getting the recognition I deserve here, Tommy. Well, biggest flop, yeah. If if it was if it was like something bad will happen to, to happen. this, a bad thing will <laughs> yeah. happen, you'd have been basically like 22 from 22 in the season, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I genuinely thought I was onto something uh, with Yuki as well, but then he had a, an amazing. Um, well, the fact that he scored a point just literally eradicated all of that biggest flop. So yeah. well done, Yuki. Uh, but yeah, maybe we need to rechange the uh, biggest flop to something bad will happen, and uh, then I'm definitely winning predictions in 2024. Miami now, where I went for Fernando Alonso. And Fernando Alonso, being the goat, of course, uh, could not be hit by the Matt Gallagher curse. Uh, qualified second, finished third. Uh, and the biggest memory of this was an amazing meme that someone made where it was all the uh, the person going into the room, yeah. which was you uh, and Fernando, Chad, Chad Alonso, uh, basically surviving the biggest curse. And this was the, the one, the only one really uh, from those first five where nothing bad happened to them. Yep, this is point. where I, this is where I learnt that my powers are not ready for, for the likes of Fernando Alonso, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. Let's not, you know, let's not go for for these big league drivers just yet because clearly I hadn't warmed up yet because Fernando just had no flop whatsoever. Uh, so well done, mate. Uh, and that was, yeah, the first time where nothing bad happened to a driver after me giving it biggest flop. So we then go to Monaco where I just said I won't go for any big league drivers uh, and I went for Charles Leclerc because, well, it's Monaco. So... It was bound, <laughs> something was bound to happen. Yes, and uh, it did to a point. He got a three-place grid penalty um, uh, for impeding, uh, and it wasn't uh, a great weekend. Qualified third, finished sixth, and we actually opened this one up to the fans in the comments, and they decided no. <laughs> well, which is absolutely disgusting. Um but, but I guess again, I guess the biggest the flop Grand Prix, so. <laughs> for the first time. So actually, you might have even argued half a point for biggest good surprise. <laughs> even there was only six. But uh, yeah. But the penalty that he got in qualifying was again like a, oh no, here we go again. Why have I flopped Charles Leclerc of all drivers for Monaco? Um, yeah. But then of course, yeah, finished sixth. So still, uh, on, still on five of six, where something bad has happened to them. Yep, yeah, not bad, eh? We now Not go to bad. Spain, 
Oscar Piastri was my biggest flop for this one. Yeah, uh, looked good in qualifying, made Q3, but then finished 13th, uh, lost three places in the first three laps. Uh, but McLaren weren't very good at that stage anyway, so 13th wasn't exactly uh, a, a stinker for them. Wasn't this mad when to think about Oscar now. didn't have the upgrades as well, I want to say, or something? And Lando uh, maybe did? I can't, I can't remember exactly. I don't I think like, so at that stage. I think McLaren were just rubbish. I think Fair. it was Austria where... where Lando had the upgrades. Maybe it was Austria, yeah. Okay, so yeah, didn't nothing really happened for Oscar in Spain. Now go to Canada, Kevin Magnussen. The curse is back because Kevin <laughs> Magnussen <laughs> qualified fourteenth when Nico Hulkenberg qualified second, uh, and then in the race he ended up going off track when battling Nick De Vries, and then was stuck down the runoff area for forty seconds. And finished seventeenth. Uh, so you you came back strong. That is actually crazy. Um, yeah, just as we were wondering, has Matt's powers gone? He went for Oscar Piastri, and he said no. Then K Mag, you can all you can trust a K Mag performance, and uh, I think it was enhanced, wasn't it? Just purely because Hulk had one of the greatest qualifyings we've seen. Obviously, he got that penalty, uh, which meant, meant he didn't start second uh, in qualifying, but or after qualifying. But um, but yeah, K-Mag just had an absolute stinker. And that was, as we like to compare to the gif of the two dustbins, that was K-Mag yeah. and Nick DeVries uh, in that race, wasn't it? It sure was. But yeah, you uh, you came back strong um, and then it got even better. <laughs> we now go to Austria, where I said Esteban Ocon again. Uh, and... I think we even had a conversation of being like, are you even going to get a point if, you know, he doesn't doesn't do anything work because he had the worst race of all time, or so we thought, uh, in that first race you predicted him. You predict him for a second time and he broke his own record for the most <laughs> penalties earned in a single <laughs> Grand Prix <laughs> where he got five penalties in one single race. Uh, he got four time penalties for track limits and a penalty for an unsafe release, uh, which has still not been broken to this day until you predict Esteban Ocon next time. <laughs> and he'll go for six. <laughs> I think we all know where Bahrain, uh, my, my biggest flop's going in 2024. But I, th I think this was the most impressive of the lot where you just go, as you say, Matt, you've already gone for Ocon you know, at the start of the year and he's got loads of penalties. How is he gonna? How is he going to beat that? And of course, there was that in sort of investigation, wasn't there, afterwards into track limits. And then you just saw Ocon, 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 Ocon. And then yeah. however many seconds of penalties that he got, uh, it was, yes. Um, I think Esteban's just like, please, please stop. Matt, please just stop. Stop doing this to me. Uh, so yeah, another point for me there. We now go to Great Britain, Silverstone, uh, where I went for Max Verstappen. Hmm. Uh... Max Verstappen at Silverstone. I think I also predicted Max Verstappen in this one, which maybe counteracted the flop because mm. uh, I always failed with my with my flop. Um, apart that from losing, sounds crazy that, that is that. that is. As soon as that I said that, I was like, mad. Wow. Peggy eighteen. Uh, apart from losing the lead uh, at Turn One to Lando, uh, that's all that really happened. He got back into the lead. That in itself the was was I would consider a bad thing happening. To, to Max Verstappen losing the lead. Yeah, 
it, it was like that. That's only how much uh, you can curse uh, Max Verstappen. Apparently, is just to let him lose a slight lead. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a flop because he ended up winning still. Nope. So again, I went for a, a big driver, and it didn't pay off for me. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? I know that I am constantly looking for F1 news, stalking Daniel Ricciardo's Twitter, looking for any clues that Ferrari's car is going to be better this season. We need all the help we can get. But if you're struggling to find that special something to spend your time on or have anxieties about not spending your time wisely, then therapy can be a great way to clarify what matters most to you. You can start with BetterHelp, the therapy service that prioritises your time. You can book sessions around your schedule and with open conversations with your chosen therapist, you can decide how long or short you need your sessions to be. Finding what values are closest to you by starting on your own time and your own terms. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash p1pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash p1pod. Hungary now where I went for Yuki Tsunoda. Yep, Yuki Tsunoda had an absolute stinker in Hungary. Uh, qualified 17th when Daniel Ricciardo just returned. Before that, he broke his front wing in practice as well. Do you remember that? Yes, he did. Yes, good point. Uh, so, got hit with a bad bad curse there. Qualified 17th when Daniel Ricciardo had just returned to F1 in his first race and was 13th. And then he finished 15th behind Daniel Ricciardo, who had like you say, like had only just returned. Uh, and also, Danny Rick had a problem at the start where he got caught up in that show incident, and yet Yuki still finished behind him. So uh, this one definitely came in. Yuki had an absolute nightmare. I think Yuki had... Uh, I know drivers aren't supposed to have bogey tracks and stuff, but I feel like Hungry and Yuki Sonoda, because yeah. it wasn't the year before where he finished two year laps before. down as well. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I know which where my flop's going for, for <laughs> again for that as well. Uh, so another point, go me. Now I get to Belgium, where this is the first time I went for a full team, and I went for Haas. Yeah, uh, this one went well because Kevin Magnussen got a three-place grid penalty for impeding Leclerc. So he should. 15th. Okay. Uh, and then Hulkenberg just had the biggest mare ever where he got a hydraulic problem in Friday Q1, failed to settle up in Saturday because the team error meant... Uh, I mean... You even you predicted a team, and then they the team messed up on something. Uh, the whole of Haas <laughs> saw you predicted them and went, "Oh, let's send him out for quali." Oh no, we've missed the line, um, which was a great uh, from Haas, and then they finished last on track in eighteenth. Yes, so again, like this is and also fair is... play because Haas are rubbish, so they have to have it quite <laughs> bad to get <laughs> to get a flop. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that really did come in as well. So uh, that is honestly crazy as we're going through them all. Obviously, I'm not scoring points all the time, but there's there's definitely bad things happening almost every single weekend, I say, biggest flop. We now go to the Dutch Grand Prix uh, with Oscar Piastri. And he crashed out in second practice. Uh, and I think even we predicted 
this was the one where we predicted that uh, you, you predicted him because we'd just interviewed him and we'd just interviewed Daniel Ricciardo as well. So it was a choice between Oscar Piastri and Daniel Ricciardo. And in second practice, they were both in the wall. And uh, that is, yeah, yeah, that yeah not great and of course it was it ended up not being uh as great because obviously daniel had that that uh broken hand in the end thankfully recovered to to continue in the in the season which is good um so yeah uh good times but uh he actually qualified eighth and finished ninth so you didn't get the point yeah uh so again something bad happened to oscar but uh, he, he scored a couple of points. And for McLaren, that was actually quite good for the season uh, to score some points at this stage. So, uh, yeah, Oscar did not get me a point, but um, still, uh, apologies. Now I'll go to Italy, where I went for Alex Albon. Nope. Uh, no flop at all. Qualified sixth, finished seventh, had a good race. Um, yeah, I think this might be one of the only ones uh, other than Alonso and Max that we've seen so far where, like, just nothing bad happened at all, really, to him. Yeah, Max at British Grand Prix, you know, he lost the lead. I'm saying yeah, that's a, a slight bad thing. And to, to, to a non-Red Bull. I think that was probably the first time that he'd lost yeah, the lead right. to a non-Red Bull. So, you know, I'm going to argue it, maybe. I don't know, we're, we're testing No, I think George, George, George Dini in Australia. Oh, yes. Oh, that's true, actually. Yes, that feels time. about six years ago now. It really does. Let's now go to Singapore, where I biggest <laughs> flopped Max Verstappen. Wow. Um, yeah, you went for Max for the second time, and this one definitely came in. It obviously won 10 in a row at this point, dominating the season, and he got knocked out in Q2. Uh, and then this one hit hard because, said this before, they had pace, and I think Max at the end was pretty rapid. But basically, the two, the 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 time they pitted, uh, there was the safety car which screwed them because they couldn't pit, and then also the virtual came out just after. Uh, so like Max could have had a very good race, but not when Matt predicts you biggest flop, and uh, yeah, finished fifth, which was his worst performance of the season by a country mile, finishing fifth. Yep, so I'd warmed up my powers. It's only non-podium. Activated them at Singapore and gave us the only non-Red Bull win. So you are <laughs> welcome. Uh, we now go to Japan, where I said Carlos signs. This was not a flop. He just finished six in a fairly normal race. Uh, nothing really happened uh, for this one. Uh, and yeah, just not really much it's to Carlos report. Carlos just doing, doing a, a reasonable job. Yeah. The Singapore uh, one was too powerful that it had to you had to have like a cool down period to charge up <laughs> your batteries. <laughs> exactly. And I did charge them up for Qatar <laughs> as I went for Liam Lawson. You did. Uh Liam Lawson after essentially being the goat for the the previous <laughs> three races, uh Liam decided, "Oh crap, Matt's predicted me biggest flop and he got knocked out in Q1, spun out in SQ2, spun out in the sprint." and then finished the race last a lap down and 20 seconds behind Yuki Tsunoda and received three, uh, sorry, uh, received a black and white flag as well for three track limit warnings. So, yeah, he had a shocker. 
Yeah, You're that's back. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely back after Qatar. Uh, and I continued this run of form going into the USA, Austin, where I went for Oscar Piastri. You did, and he had contact with Carlos Sainz at the start of the sprint, which caused his front wing to get damaged. Uh, and then in the main race, he collided uh, with Esteban Ocon at the start, which caused a water leak and forced him to retire. Poor bloke. I'm just, I'm sorry at this point. I feel like teams might actually pay us to not put their drivers in uh, the biggest flop predictions because uh, it could actually work out quite well for them in 2024. So our DMs are open. Uh, Brazil. I went for Alpha Towery. Now, this one was looking very strong after the first qualifying. Of course, it was a sprint weekend. So on the Friday, they both got knocked out. And we were thinking, how on earth have you done this again? But they were unbelievable in the uh, in the in the race uh, and the sprint. Yuki got points in both. Daniel Ricciardo was quick too. Uh, and the point that I made here was that the universe got confused with who you actually predicted uh, in what, because Charles Leclerc was your biggest good surprise, uh, and he went off on the warm-up lap. Can you imagine if you'd have gone for Charles Leclerc for Brazil and he went <laughs> off on the warm-up lap? Like we would never have heard the end of it. Like it would have been just like, wow, you actually need to be like banned from doing this prediction now. Yeah, fair. Uh, I think as well, you know, it's difficult to to get a biggest flop right when you have a sprint weekend as well. I feel as though, you know, yeah, you it makes opportunities it uh, for a team, especially if it's a lower team to do something good. Uh, and AlphaTauri, of course, we, we look, it looked really good, uh, especially the, the nightmare that they had in qualifying. But um, they turned it around, so well done. Las Vegas, I went for Max Verstappen. Nope, you used up all your powers. Nah, and, come on. Uh... It was a bit bad. It was like... It wasn't the best, was it? it yeah, he like... wasn't leading the whole race, which actually, yeah. uh, after Singapore, there wasn't really a single race that looked like Max was ever going to have a, you know, might not win. And mm. particularly when Perez had that uh, perfectly timed stop, uh, of course, uh, when the safety car came out and it was like, oh, Perez could actually win this. Uh, but no, Max still ended up uh, winning the race um you went for it again but so close strong. without that safety car Charles Leclerc might, might have, have won it, yeah and then Max Verstappen would have got me that biggest flop because anything other than first is a flop for Max Verstappen uh so yeah gutted but still I think there's something bad that happened in that race due to my biggest flop uh, which was Max Verstappen not leading and finally Abu Dhabi we finish off strong with a Valtteri Bottas prediction. <laughs> God. Yeah, he had a terrible race. Uh, he looked amazing in the practice sessions, finished uh, fourth fastest in both Friday practices. Uh, looked like it was going to be a strong weekend, but he was biggest flop. Uh, so he got knocked out in Q1, had a rubbish one-stop strategy, starting on hard tyres, finishing on the mediums, and he finished 19th, which was last on the road. And the most painful thing about this one is that we would have drawn on predictions if I hadn't predicted an Alfa Romeo points. And I nearly changed it because after you predicted Bottas for biggest flop, and I was like, no, biggest flop won't come in again. And uh, it screwed me. So, well yeah, because they looked so good after practice. And you know, I was like, oh, no, this isn't going to come in. And then he had the worst race ever, finishing 19th. Like, 
I, I, I've just calculated as well. So I, I scored 10 points, like actual points over the course of a 22 race season, which you might think, oh, it's just under half. But if you actually think biggest flop is a very specific prediction and also... Yeah, you've got to have a bad a race bad when there's so happen. many... Yeah, yeah you, Formula One now, you don't get many retirements either as well and things like that. Um, and yeah, the fact that in almost half the races they've warranted like you know having a a race so bad uh you know imagine it's probably what like 15 or 16 if if it's bad things happen to them maybe not maybe even more um but to actually get yeah that many and i i think the the thing that stands out for me is predicting ocon twice and then breaking <laughs> two penalty records is absolutely insane um I've just I mean, I've just worked it out. So with with bad things happening, it was seventeen of twenty two. Twenty two. That is insane. Yeah, <laughs> that, is <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. That is crazy. You watch um, biggest one next year. I get none right the entire year, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, now we've done this. Really well. Yeah, you'll be like biggest flop is Logan Sargent, and then Logie Bear wins the first race. I mean, I'm here for that. I'd see that every day of the week. So. Uh, absolutely. Uh, how many do you reckon you got right this year, Tommy? Oh, uh, like biggest two. <laughs> two? Yeah. If that. Yeah. Everything you said was the opposite, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, there was there was someone that I said biggest flop, and then they had like the best race of their career, and it was like, uh, and it happened quite a few times. I was like, oh, Alpine was the one. Actually, Alpine was the one that stood out in Vegas, where no one you. Like on paper, that was going to be the worst track for Alpine, and then it's like, no, they are absolutely amazing here now. And Ocon's going to finish fourth, even though he started right at the back. Uh, yeah, insane. Love it, love it. Thank you everybody for watching and listening to this reflection on the biggest flop prediction. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you're surviving the off season. Don't worry, lots of more biggest flop predictions coming your way in 2024, and lots of other exciting things as well. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? Uh, just to round up uh, a prediction thing, the comments on our prediction video where we were deciding between biggest meme, the top comment was actually that Logan Sargent was the biggest meme and Fernando Alonso was the biggest memer. Um, but then uh, I've had a lot of messages basically being like, you're both wrong because Formula One did a whole uh, Instagram post about how George Russell was just like a meme throughout the whole season. Um, so yeah, tough. Wow. I'm going to okay. claim, I'm going to claim it's Logie Bear though. Cause it was the top comment. Like we said, was it interesting? Well, well done, mate. So, so happy. I've got you to win wanted one. to end. Yeah. You <laughs> wanted to end this being like, well, I won something. So there you go. Thanks Tommy for yeah. sharing that. And we will see you very soon. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.